boy was taken aback. Why? he asked. Shailen thought back to that boy's strikes and moves when he killed those Binu and casually showed off a few maneuvers. You've never used a saber, right? You use a sword, but the sword is tricky. Although it's extremely fast and aggressive, it's still rather restrictive, difficult to extend out. If you've never used a saber before, then try it next time. I think you might be even stronger with it. If ever Shailen saw someone with a notable skill in martial arts, he couldn't help but want to approach them and talk. It wasn't criticism of any sort. He really was just very interested and wanted to exchange ideas. Because he possessed a wealth of experience in martial arts, he oftentimes didn't even need to think. Just one glance and he could pick up on the particulars. Even if he couldn't explain why that was, he would still feel it must be so. Usually, out of respect for his status, people would listen, but there were very few who'd actually pay attention. However, that boy listened intently, gobbled up his suggestions, and would look down at the sword in his hand from time to time. Shailen rambled on for a while, before suddenly there were more rustling noises from within the woods, like something was crawling around rapidly. Shailen immediately remembered that they were still in danger, and it really wasn't the time and place to get excited. Right away, he became serious again. Who knows if there might be more evil on this mountain. This place needs a thorough cleansing. The boy nodded vigorously and presented that steel sword to Shailen with both hands. Shailen shook his head. Just defend yourself. You didn't leave earlier and now there's no way for you to go. I'll do my best to protect you, but stay alert. Just then, the bushes rustled and something briskly jumped up. Shailen flicked his wrist to shoot out a blast from his palm and hit it dead on. There was a terrible yelp and that thing stopped moving. There was a strong stench of blood and Shailen was puzzled. If it was a Binu, then after having been blown up, they would leak sticky body fluids. The viscosity was such that the smell of blood usually wouldn't emit. So he approached to check. Pushing the bushes aside, there was indeed a large Binu on the ground, blown into several pieces from the blast. But that stench of blood didn't come from it. Rather, it came from something in its mouth. It was a scrap of skin from a human head, with long hairs still attached. Binus were scavengers that foraged for scraps, and by the looks of it, a human had been killed. It left small drops of blood in its trail in the bushes, and Shailen immediately followed it, that young soldier tagging along right behind. The further they walked, the thicker the spots of blood became, and the stronger that stench. Soon, they heard cries that sounded weak and powerless. That little soldier raised his sword and ran in front of Shailen to shield him, but Shailen pulled him back behind. Winding past a field of blooming shrubs, a semi-large cave appeared before them. That cave was probably the resting place of some passers-by, but now 
corpses carpeted the ground. Twenty to thirty binu were clambering all over those dead bodies, munching to their heart's content. There were also several of them surrounding a young woman. That young woman looked to be in pain. Her guts were split open, her innards spilling all over, but she herself was still alive. It appeared that she might have been dressing herself. She had a bright red flower worn on her hair. The fresh blood complemented that crimson blossom, and the picture looked particularly cruel. Those Binu were licking at her fresh, steaming organs, ready to chomp. But hearing the sounds of someone approaching, they all turned to look and charged in that direction. Shilin blew out a blast from his palm without blinking and slayed all of them before checking the dead bodies immediately after. Amongst the corpses were men and women, old and young, their faces ashen, their attire simple. There were no doubt young uncivilians, and Shilin couldn't help but be shocked. He had thought that the sudden appearance of monsters and demons were called forth by that strange white-clothed being that white-clothed being had saved Lang Ying, so they must be allies. But then how come the Binu would feast on these young uncivilians? Non-human creatures would never form a pact with humans for no reason. So did this mean that this was the condition Lang Ying agreed to for the alliance? Were the lives of his followers his bargaining chips? That young woman was full of pain and terror, blood spitting from her lips. And she sobbed. Don't kill me. I didn't do anything bad. Don't kill me. In spite of himself, Shailen recalled that family of three who died below the city walls. And what sin had they committed? He knelt down, leaned over, and spoke in a gentle, soothing voice. Don't be afraid. There's nothing to be scared of. We're here to save you. Yet, that little soldier pointed a sword at the young woman. Your Highness, be careful, he said. She might be an evil spirit from the deep mountains. Of course, Shailen knew that that was a big possibility, but after much consideration, he still felt that he couldn't leave her alone. As long as he was prudent, it should be fine. He felt the pulse of that young woman, checked her palm, and fingers for prints, and instantly confirmed that she was indeed a human, and one that had never practiced any martial arts, her arms limp and powerless. He immediately began to treat her. He took out a bottle of medicine from his sleeve, twisted the cork open, and a faint white smoke permeated slowly, its scent fragrant. That medicine could temporarily slow down any poison and was amazingly effective against wounds. Shilin wasn't stingy with the holy cure and used up the entire bottle on this woman. Do you feel better? he asked. That young woman's wounds were heavy, terrible to look at, but after sniffing in that smoke, some blood returned to her face and she weakly nodded her head. Are you from young An? How did this happen? Shailen asked. Tears rolled down that young woman's face. I, I am, she said. I don't know how this came to be either, 
every, everything used to be just fine. But suddenly, my dad died. My brother died too. Shilin gently patted her shoulders. Who's the murderer who killed them? He asked. Or what killed them? That young woman sobbed. The murderer who killed them was... was you. At the last word, her face suddenly turned fierce. Her two eyes flashed and bulged. She opened her arms and pounced, clutching Shirlian in her embrace. That young soldier had been standing by, high on alert, and reacted extremely fast, immediately piercing her heart with his sword. That young woman was already severely wounded, and after being stabbed, her death should have been a sure thing. Yet, she started laughing uproariously in delight, clutching onto Shirlian firmly, refusing to let go. And she stayed in that position until she at last stopped breathing. She clung on so tightly that the young soldier strained to pull her dead body off. He asked anxiously, Your Highness, are you okay? Shailen had thought that the young woman was going to ambush him as a last-ditch effort. Yet she had no weapons on her. She didn't even bite or scratch and only clung on to him tightly as if that was enough, unrelenting even after death. Confounded, he replied, I'm all right, I... He trailed off as a sudden dizziness mockingly assaulted him. That little soldier widened his one right eye. Your Highness, he cried. It was like Sherlin's innards were on fire. He couldn't speak, he didn't want to speak, and he didn't want to hear anyone speak either. He shook his head and raised his hand, unspeaking. All around them came the sound of a woman giggling. The two of them realized with a start that there wasn't a third person around. That giggling came from the bright red flower. Shilian instantly understood that he'd fallen into a trap. The Land of the Tender The Land of the Tender was a flower demon that loved to gather and feast on the essence of men, living off of their blood. Their fragrance wasn't anything good, and Shilin immediately cautioned, Cover your mouth and nose tight. Don't breathe in that flower's fragrance. That young soldier already had bandages wrapped securely around his face and had a layer of filter, so he didn't breathe in any scent. Hearing Shilin, he tightened his bandages, but then realized that Shilian had nothing to cover with. So he ripped a piece of the cleanest part of his sleeve, rubbed it hard, patted it down until it was cleaner, and passed it to Shilian with both hands. Yet Shilian said, No need, it's too late. When he went to treat that young woman, he may have been guarded, but he didn't guard against sin, and was pressed closely, not knowing that the flower pinned on her hair was a blossom of the land of the tender. Before she died, she clung on firmly to Shilian, ensuring that she wouldn't fail. This meant that Shilian had already unknowingly inhaled many mouthfuls of that tender fragrance, truly refreshing the spirit. Once that tender fragrance entered the body, men would become impetuous, it first started with numbness, then mania, 
Right then, Shelin's whole body was already listless, like all of his nerves were removed. Once the numbness passed, he'd become a cask of explosives. If that strange, white-clothed being was to appear once more, Shelin really didn't know how certain he'd be able to face it. And he couldn't be sure of its might, either. His first reaction was to reach for his bottle of medicine. But then he realized that the bottle was emptied to help treat that young woman. Yet, in the end, the person still didn't survive. He glanced at the dead body next to him. That young woman wore a happy smile, as if she was sincerely glad to sink the enemy into a trap before death and could finally pass in peace to see her family. Shilin could only blame the bloody scene that softened that flower's dangerous shade and the stench of blood that lightened the strange fragrance of blossoms. He had never imagined that the face of a young girl, only in her teens, could bear such resentment that she could commit such an extreme act. Around him, the flower demons were exploding with excitement, muttering, He took the bait, caught him. It's really his highness, the crown prince. It's him. He's so handsome. My root, my root can't hold back any longer. It's going to thrust out of the ground. That young soldier swung his sword to slash, cleaving a field of flower shrubs. Yet, those stems were nimble, and that sword was worn. After one slash, it became dull. Those flower demons rocked back and forth, squealing. My gosh, this little gurgur, your bush hasn't even grown in yet, but you're so ferocious. I'm on the verge of blooming. How will you repay me? That young soldier's eye was flashing with rage. You're dead, he yelled. I'm going to burn you all to death. The green leaves of those flower demons perched on the stems, yelling, My, my, so scary. We didn't provoke you. Why are you so mad? Shirlian spoke up too. Don't burn them. They're demons. If you set them on fire, they will emit poisonous gas. You can't pull them out either. That boy immediately dropped the hands that were ready to pluck, and Shirlian explained weakly. They are poisonous thorns all over the stem. The flower demons said flirtatiously, My gosh, your highness is so sweet. Thank you for protecting us. Just wait, we're going to bear fruits soon. We'll definitely take good care of you. They giggled. Men who cultivated abstinence from birth are so hard to come by. Even if your power will drop a level if we deflower you, there's no other way. Sorry. The flower petals of the land of the tender rubbed against each other, giggling, the ambrosial perverse intentions more than obvious. That young soldier was bewildered, not quite understanding the meaning of abstinence, deflower, or level. But he could still tell that they didn't mean anything good. So he continued to swing his sword madly, cutting down the flowers, roaring in rage, trying desperately to cover up the sound of that teasing laughter not wanting Shailen to hear. Shailen, on the other hand, was cracking his knuckles. So that was it. So everything that transpired tonight was truly designed especially for dealing with him. Kidnapping Chi Rong was them counting on the pride and consideration 
he possessed as the martial guard of Schindler, that he would for sure choose to come after them alone, minimizing the situation, and that heavily wounded young woman was meant to use up his medicine, leaving him powerless to relieve himself. The cooperation between humans and demons was meant to lead him to this point. Schillen's method of cultivation really did require a body of purity. The followers who worshipped the ascended cultivators who practiced the stream were firmly convinced in the transcendence of their gods who were untouched by earthly desires. Thus, if they couldn't protect their purity, their following would no doubt collapse, devastating their powers. Although it wouldn't be serious to the point of falling back into mortality from godhood, and there was still the possibility of redemption after many more years of cultivation. But at the very moment, there was no way, no time, for him to sit behind closed doors to cultivate for years. The statute of purity was strict at the Royal Holy Pavilion, and Shilin had excelled as the number one in upholding these rules, never having broken or breached any of them. And he thought himself as steady as a rock of steel, not even gales could ripple the water in his heart. He also went through many trials, completing them perfectly each time. Yet even if his heart was as still as water, he was still young and easily unnerved. With a young little soldier right beside him, listening to those flower demons blatantly splashing words of depravity onto him, plus that lingering fragrance making his blood boil, his mind tempestuous, Chilean couldn't help but become embarrassed, his face reddening. But no matter what, he just couldn't stand. He could still somehow hang on for the moment. But if the land of the tender really bore fruit, then it would be very troublesome. The best course of action was, of course, to return to the royal capital immediately and have Feng Xin and Mu Qing shield him. But Shilin's legs were limp. He could barely stand. Without any other way, he called to the little soldier with a strained voice. You, come over here. Thank you.